welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Blue Apron. I'm Simone de Rochefort, a video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today, as always, by Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat, and Christina Warren, senior tech correspondent at Not That, senior head writer, no. <laughs> senior writer, Christina Warren, senior writer at Gizmodo. How are you doing, you people who have the jobs that you have? Um, I'm sick, so I'm a little under the weather, but I'm, I'm doing my best to to, to keep it uh, to keep it 100 on the show. Christina is coming to us from far below the sea, where she swims in her so phlegm and fever fever dreams. Nyquil, and let's do the show with you completely high. Let, oh, let's God. just get I'll, high, I'll just Christina. Be I'll just be asleep. <laughs> You said before we started recording, Brianna, that Christina's C game is everyone else's A game. And it's true. It's a I fact. agree. I'm imagining if we were all on NyQuil, what the what what the variant would be. Dark well, Rocket. We would Sleepy end up Rocket. Enemies after we talked about you two and how much <laughs> I hate this band <sighs> that hasn't had a single creative thought in fifteen Are years. Are you like, kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen, I'm married to a YouTube fan. I know all these songs. I hear them. So, Frank and I yeah, actually yeah. hang out a lot, and we talk about you. <laughs> we 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 blast YouTube's latest hits, and okay. we talk about how latest we're disappointed hits? in latest you. Hits? Latest hits, I, I like according YouTube to and me. latest hits. Come on, yeah. You time traveled to the year 1997 and 1990. do that. Okay, <laughs> okay come on. No. 2000. They, you, you, oh, come, come 2000. on. They've had good songs. 2004 was the last time. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just. All right. Frankly, I All think right. I, I think they have good songs on every album. But yes, they that uh, how to dismantle an atomic bomb was was the last very good. That was a solid solid album. Yeah, it was. Uh, so let's talk about some tech news before I have to murder <laughs> my co-host who I yes. adore and have yes. nothing against. Bring uh, it on, Simone. Google Pixel <laughs> phone confirmed. After many leaks. Confir- oh my God. It's like, it's triple confirmed. It's so confirmed that it's like, it's already in your hands. If you look down right now, you're already holding you're already a Google holding Pixel. It. It's very blue. <laughs> I've never yes. seen, I, I, I've never seen a phone get leaked so many times. It's yep. <laughs> by like official partners. Yeah. Like, so this is the, it looks like a, they're, they're really aiming for the high end of the phone market here. It, it has it Google like Assistant built in. It yeah, has, it looks like an quote iPhone. Unquote, the, but yeah, it does look a lot like an iPhone. Uh, 12 megapixel camera, quote unquote, the best camera on a smartphone right now. I watched um, Dieter Bond's video for The Verge where he's like hammering the uh, photo, taking the tip taking picture button the photo button and it is it like it actually does look like it has a really fast capture speed i didn't like they, they said they needed more time with it obviously to assess like its full photo capability but um 12 megapixel camera very fast capture speed uh looking like a good phone yeah no it looks like a great phone um i don't know if either of you uh watched the presentation yesterday <laughs> um, i watched parts of it yeah oh god um, yeah can I just talk? Can we just talk? I mean, look, and this is me, like low energy, sick Christina Tell saying me. this. It, Tell me about it. Oh my god, it was it was Google, which means yeah. it went on too long about the wrong yep. things. Like they yep. started out with this like fifteen or twenty minute diatribe about artificial intelligence, about Google Assistant, <laughs> and it was interesting. 
Except, like, I think that our headline was Google just tricked a bunch of people into watching a computer science lecture <laughs> because it was so dry and it was so um, just, like, heady in a way that wasn't compelling. Like, you can get away with some of that stuff with Google I.O. because it's a developer conference, even though they stream it to everybody else, especially day two. Mm-hmm. You can get away with some of that stuff because it's a developer conference and that's who the audience is, is aimed at. But... This is not a developer event. This was literally only press people. This was, you know, for consumers. And this is their big play, well, their latest play um, at at being, you know, having a consumer phone. People keep trying to act like the Nexus line just because it was a failure with consumers doesn't count as their attempts to court consumers. And and that's a lie because if you look at the original – couple of nexus devices especially um people keep saying oh well nexus was reference designs like well uh, the the modern era nexuses were reference designs uh the nexus one the nexus s uh there were a couple of other nexus devices were certainly not reference designs they were designed to be iphone killers and 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 instead Mm -hmm. no one bought them but uh, moving aside from that just the fact that, like, I mean, I think that Google announced a lot of really big stuff yesterday, but their their manner of presentation just leaves so much to be desired. Um, and and you, which you is have so to surprising for such a a company that is branded as like playfully as they are, that when they get on stage, it's like no, none oh, of that color. With- they opened with a, a, a Silicon Valley sketch that was actually pretty funny, um, and 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 I kind of high hopes. I was like, "Hey, this was in a lot of ways better than the carpool karaoke sketch that that Apple did at, at the iPhone event because that was cute, but you know, it has a certain level of cringe to it." <clears throat> like you know, I when love tech watching company- my dad Tim Cook pretend to sing. <laughs> right, this is what I'm saying. Like, oh. although Tim Tim sang more than Britney sang when she was on the show, which. Oof. Ooh, but it's true Christina, though. It's true though. Love, I, you guys know I love Britney, but like I gotta, I, I gotta call it like it is. But it's still, fair. no, it's fair. <laughs> they at least that had like all the. It was just Silicon Valley people. They didn't have anybody from Google in it, and, and it was funny. And, and I think the the Hooli and and Google, you know, comparisons are, are so apt. You know, I liked seeing them have that poke of fun of themselves. But then they get into the event, and it just the pacing is just forever. And by the time, and then they then they end the event. Okay, well, we're just going to end this for the live stream now. Bye. <laughs> like, like genuinely, that's how they end oh the event. It was God. the most abrupt, weird thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, um, okay. You'd think they'd hire like a, a, a really rabid high school drama teacher to come down to Google sometime. <laughs> and like the, the, the stage itself is really small. Like when I went and did a, a talk at Google, like it was the exact same stage, like or size stage rather, like same lighting, all of that. So <laughs> I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's not their mission. I agree. It was not telegraphed as, as closely as it could have been. But I think what is really interesting to me about this is, you know, Google started out with saying, open, 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 we're the anti-iPhone, we're all this. And now they, uh, the really big news of yesterday's event wasn't the Pixel, even though it's sexy enough that I'll definitely pick one up. It's that they're bringing an entire Apple-style ecosystem over for Android, where you have like the the Echo-style assistant, you can have Wi-Fi for your home, you can have Pixel. Like it's all these products that work together to kind of give you this digital assistant. And I don't know. I think it's, um, I, I, it's just kind of far away from the original Android vision. I think this phone is truly going to know more about you than anyone in your life. Maybe even Uh, including yourself. 
Um, yeah, it totally will. Um, I will say this, you know, Google Assistant and Allo and a bunch of these other things, you know, do kind of seem like privacy nightmares because they are. <laughs> um, but I thought that they did a pretty good job of at least making an interesting use case for why Google Assistant, which is basically, you know, what Siri has been trying to be but hasn't mm-hmm. been, is not the creepiest of creepy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like, having like they like at least at IO, I was just I I was severely creeped out, and Google Now severely creeped me out. Um, Google Assistant, for whatever reason, even though I know it should creep me out, doesn't. Maybe it's know. because Google on Tap is such. I mean, I'm sorry, I played with that, I've worked with it. It sucks. I've never had it give me anything useful. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe the way reason I feel that way is because it isn't. I've never seen it like predict something that seems scarily accurate to me. The product that really concerns me is the the Google Wi-Fi, and I'm sure if some lawyer leaps into the terms and services of it, you know, it'll like not you know, give people information. I just think if you look at Google's history of going into products after they've launched and kind of, you know, altering the deal further, mm-hmm. um, I would be very hesitant to put that kind of product in my own home. Bree, what if you, uh, you've, I know you, you've used Google on tap and you've used Siri. What do you think about the differences between those two? Cause in, uh, the, the video that I watched about the Google pixel there, you know, talking about how very very smart google assistant is but i have not personally had experience with google assistant so i uh, decay i decay what do you think about it i've never had any kind of experience close to that video and maybe i'm asking the wrong questions but i mean it's it's kind of a well-known product at this point right mm-hmm. like uh it transcribes things much much faster when you use google than you know versus the iphone it's much more accurate but um You know, I think you can't underestimate this part. Siri feels like a person. It's a completely irrational feeling, but she... She, it's an emotional bond with her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Google now just feels like I'm talking to my electric company's like phone system. It doesn't, (laughs) you know, it's just different. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think that's where Google Assistant is going to be a little bit different, at least from the demos. You know, It's the similar technology, but they 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 have gotten it so that it has, I think, the more human voice, and you can be more conversational with it indefinitely. But I think that, that this is the sort of thing that they're they're trying to make it more Siri like, and and all the the demos that they showed really show that it, it is more conversational, more human like, and and they spend a lot of time talking about how they're working on making AI more personable and to have more nuance. So I think that'll come. Um, you know, I. Sometime in the very, very near future, if this isn't happening already, there are going to be like community college classes about communicating with AI, not AI and virtual assistants specifically. Yeah, because, no doubt. like, no doubt. If, if somebody could like sit me down and teach me how to talk to Siri in a way that would make her be more reliable, oh my God, like, give me a demo. Just like sit me down for a couple hours. It might not even take that long. I don't care. Make her useful to me. I think it's just figuring out the the way to phrase things. Exactly. Like, you yeah, know, and it's like it's not hey, Siri, quite natural send, enough yet. Hey Siri, tell my husband please bring a nine volt battery home. Like mm-hmm. you have to. I don't know. It's like these ways to phrase it that it. I will was reading kind about that the other day. It. it was someone talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember what uh, virtual assistant they were talking to, but they mentioned the difference between like receiving and sending mail. So you can't say find me messages sent by this person 
find me messages received that I received from this person works because they get confused by send. They think, oh, you want to send something, not I'm looking for emails that were sent to you. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just like little things like that that would not occur to me when just speaking to a virtual assistant that, I mean – Obviously, they, they they have needs, and I want to accommodate the needs of the virtual assistants. Um, anyway, so, yes. So, I, I know we're trying to keep the show kind of tight today. Can we talk about Daydream along with this? Absolutely. Oh, my because... God. The pictures of this headset, it looks <laughs> – yeah. I, uh, okay, you're laughing, so I feel like you're about to say that you hate it, but no, I actually really no, like the way it looks. No. Okay, yay. Yeah, it's got, like, this um, – gray like soft looking cover to it which is something that we yeah. haven't really seen in vr it's made out of, before it's made out of fabric yeah, uh, yeah. They, like spend a lot of time talking about how like it feels good to wear and like they use like microfiber and 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 work with fashion you know not fashion but clothing companies to like design it because they wanted it to be comfortable it looks yeah. so sporty it looks like uh what's the word athletic leisure or whatever oh, yes, uh, like, yes that's I exactly loved, like i was thinking I it looks like this super, yeah. padded vest that my mom just sent me it's wearing the <laughs> it winter totally looks like something you could see at like lululemon yes I, oh my god i love serenity caldwell's comment about this like she's like look we know that you use vr in your sweatpants so we're gonna give you some <laughs> you know google goggles that match that and i was just like how does serenity caldwell know literally perfect how does she know she knows like, everything we all do. no yeah, well yeah. One of the other smart things about it, like it comes with this remote, which is kind of its controller, which is smart. And I think having that is is certainly um, better. I'm not sure. I don't recall how Gear VR's thing works, but I but it's um, I don't think it's quite as, as as elegant. But they have like a little slot in the holder for mm-hmm. your remote, so that you don't lose the remote when you're done playing with it. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is if correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first phone that's compatible with uh, Daydream View. And Google Daydream. That's as I understand it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it know. is. And, and there will be other phones that will mm-hmm. be Daydream compatible, but the Pixels are the first ones. And so this yeah. is obviously going to work together. So, the price is 80 bucks, which is awesome. That's incredible. It's, I think it remains to be seen, I guess, what the, what it does to the battery life of the phone. But yes, yeah, everything I've seen I mean, about it looks pretty cool. I mean, look, it's even if it's not great, that's fine because most people, I mean, you know, the battery life for 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 Gear VR is pretty terrible. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. and they have really the beefy batteries. I think low. the bar is very <laughs> low because the reality is, and we'll get this into our next the topic. Virtual like, reality is the virtual reality is you know these mobile ones aren't designed to be worn for hours and hours at at, at a time. They're just mm-hmm. not. Right. Um, plus, I mean, you could always conceivably, if you wanted to, you know, have it plugged in. I'm I'm assuming you could have it plugged in while you're also. You can, you can. You know, um, using it. I don't know, but I think it's worth saying, um, you know, one of the reasons we don't develop for Gear VR here at GSX is because our development team can't use that product enough to build anything without feeling extremely sick. Mm, right. Um, it's, it's frankly a terrible experience. I would love to tell you it's awesome, but it's not. The tracking is slow and, uh, you know, you, you mentioned it's only $80, Simone. That's because it's like some glass in there or it's probably plastic <laughs> lenses that kind of smear the um, pixels on your phone out and kind of make it blur it all together in this very subtle way and it's 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 a terrible experience i mean even just using the ui makes me feel sick so mm-hmm. and this I is don't know. vr 
This is Gear yeah. VR, which is the yeah. Samsung, but it's the exact same um, you know, principle, which is put this phone in there, and then your phone screen is um, you know, your mean, VR and, screen. And that was the original, you know, hack for for the Oculus was it was basically an iPhone. Um, so I mean, the idea has has basis in reality. I think the big thing, like you said, is figuring out the tracking figuring out how not to make people nauseous because I've definitely used cardboard which is you know kind of the, the the predecessor for what daydream is and I've used the gear VR and and yeah you're right I mean it's not gonna be an experience that's going to be on par with what you see with with PlayStation VR or or oculus or, or or vive but um you know I do think the improvements especially as phones get better and better and as as assuming developers want to care that's going to be I guess the big the big question uh I think that the potential is definitely there for there to be something compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess uh, the other thing I would I would say is, I mean, how do we all feel about this Pixel announcement coming after a week of really dire news for Samsung? So just to catch <laughs> listeners up in case you haven't been following this, you know, Samsung, the Galaxy Note 7 came out. It had some extremely, extremely dangerous uh, issues with exploding. Like, this is not a joke. Like, really endangering people's lives. There are cars that got caught on fire. There are garages that burnt down, like really, really serious safety risks to using it. Uh, In that same week, a Samsung washing machine blew up. And then today, uh, The Verge kind of did a story about a replacement Galaxy Note 7 uh, that ended up catching a fire in a plane forcing everyone to go out and verge did airtight journalism on this yeah, they, they got the great. yeah they got all the numbers of it and you know you can see the the black square on the box that indicates it, it's it was a replacement a yeah, yeah it, it was, was the one that was unit. supposed to be fixed so you know this is um i have to say this is you know i've already heard reports of friends of mine with samsung phones flying and like gate agents making them take the phone out and look at it and check it before they board mm-hmm. oh, because totally. of the safety I, 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 was, I was at release notes last week, and that was the first time I've flown since um, the you know um, FAA started issuing warnings. And and on, before both flights, both you know um, it, it was you know gate agents were saying if you have a Galaxy Note Seven device, it must be powered completely off and cannot be stored in your carry on. Um, yeah. And when I was on my second flight, I was just you know tapping away on my phone a, a seven plus, but you know it is a phablet. And and the uh, person walked by, and I could tell her kind of staring closely at my phone. I was like, "No, it's an iPhone." <laughs> and that to me, because look, we can't expect flight attendants to actually know what one phone looks like and what another one does. But the fact that they are, are but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised now that a replacement literally caught on fire on a Southwest flight. I wouldn't be surprised if at least some airlines start trying to do better training for that. I think that's still going to be really, really difficult. But I wouldn't be surprised. To bring it back to the Google Pixel, like it seems like that's they're very poised to kind of pop into that top tier Android spot because Samsung has vacated it at this point. That's people are not going to be wanting to buy those phones for a while, I would imagine. Well, I don't know. I mean, Christina, what was it two weeks ago? You were telling us about people being so in love with their Galaxy Note that they wouldn't send it back to be yeah. replaced to the point that, you know, it was being asked if they needed to manually force them to shut down. So totally. I don't I don't know, Simone. I mean, that's I, I don't think you could say for sure that that's out there. Um it does seem to me, and you know, I'd love your thoughts on this, but it seems to me that 
people buy Samsung phones because they know they're okay and they're marketed well, but you're not going to meet someone, or at least I've never met someone that loves TouchWiz and loves Samsung products. Well, like, yeah, to an that's the thing. Degree. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not buying Samsung phones because you're part of the Samsung ecosystem. You like Android yeah. and you want a nice phone. Yeah, there, uh, you could- I mean, I think that's true. I mean, I do think that some people, because Samsung makes pretty substantial changes to Android, and I think that some people, whether it's just mm-hmm. because they've always used Samsung phones or maybe they just genuinely like it, like that. And mm-hmm. I do think there's a brand cachet to Samsung that a lot of people really respond to. Because I've been to a lot of Samsung events where you would be, I mean, we're all Apple users, but I've been to a lot of Samsung events where there have been like regular people who are just like really, really hype on Samsung. Fired up about that. Samsung. Okay, totally. that's fair. So what, I mean, how do you read this, Christina? Like, do you think Samsung is going to, like, like, I think that we live in tech world and these stories are really amplified for us. Like, what do you think this is going to do to Samsung's market share in the next few years? I mean, I do years? think it's going to hurt. I think yeah. that the fact that you had a replacement phone catch fire um, I haven't seen that. I mean, I, 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 the Verge did great reporting, but that's one of those situations where I, I haven't seen it a lot of other places, probably because the Verge did such solid reporting. That, but I, but I hope that it um, goes viral other places. Um, I don't know. I, I think that it's going to hurt them in the short term. I think that they better come out with something really great with the S8, and probably sooner rather than later to kind of get people's minds off of it. But I do definitely think this is going to hurt them, and it, and, and it they were also hurt because. There were reports, and they've had this issue before with exploding washing machines. You know, there's, there's, mm. these things aren't related. They're two completely different divisions, but it looks bad when taken together in aggregate. So, this is an opportunity for a lot of other phone makers, not just Google. I will say this: I think, and I don't think that that this will immediately help the Google Pixel. However, because the Pixel is a Verizon carrier exclusive, you can buy it unlocked from google.com. But to me, that's the thing that's going to make this phone for a lot of people dead in the water because most people still at the end of the day are buying their phones at a Best Buy or a carrier Mm. store. They're not buying them on the internet. There are some phones that have done really well uh, in the grand scheme of things, especially amongst nerds who can do those things well, like the, like the HG, uh, not the HTC, the, uh, the one plus three, the one plus three does is, is successful and you've got to buy that online, but it's a certain type of buyer who knows about that phone. The pixel is selling itself as a very mainstream phone. And this is really, it's a Google design product. And to me, the fact that they have a, an exclusivity, you know, exclusive period with, with, not period, but they have an exclusive with Verizon, that says two things. Uh, one, and primarily it says they, they couldn't get the other carriers to pick it up in their oh. stores because you don't do an exclusive in 2016, almost 2017, if everybody can pick it up. You just don't. And it also says to me that they're misjudging how people still 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 and they did this with the the nexus series how people buy phones and so even though this looks like a fantastic device i do feel that the fact that it's only going to be available in one carrier and uh, you know unlocked for for the rest of people for through google, google.com is going to severely limit how many people actually consider making it their primary phone 
Well, I think they've got an Apple Store problem, right? Like, of course. Christina, you remember back before there was an Apple Store. If you wanted yeah. an Apple product, you would have to go to like obscure, you know, third party Mac yeah, vendors or, or buy had a special the- section of their yeah. store. And, and Apple did slowly but surely before they got Apple Store start to get their products to more places. But you're right. Sure. That was a yeah, huge problem. If very, you wanted to get it was a Mac, a real, it was a real problem to like was. go get that. So I think that, you know, um, I mean, I think Microsoft, I have no idea how their stores are doing, but I know that like when HoloLens is coming out, uh, you know, this they month, have retail they are, stores. they've got places to bring it and show it to consumers. And I always see those packed for the Vive. And I'm sure I'm going to see it packed for HoloLens. Mm-hmm. So I can really see Google if they, you know, cause let's not make Ooh, a mistake. Moving into like, retail? An, are you making a prediction? I, I, I'm saying that if you look at the full picture of this event, bringing out Daydream, bringing out Wi-Fi, bringing out this entire range of products for you, I think it would behoove them to have a place to sell them and to show consumers where the value is. Because, Christina, you're dead on that normal people don't care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's notable, it. I think it's notable the Google Home, which is the big... Amazon Echo Killer and it's coming in cheaper than the than the Echo. And that looks really compelling and it looks like a beautiful device. That is going to be in Target stores and Best Buys. That's mm-hmm. going to be in regular places. So they have the ability to get into some of these stores. But I think you're right, Bree, and and I think that this is something there've been there's been talk before about Google doing pop-up stores and things like that, but I think if they really are serious about getting into hardware on a significant level, they are going to have to look at having either if they can't be on every carrier, then they're going to need to get on store shelves by doing their own pop-ups if they don't want to create their own complete stores themselves. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, which is the simplest way to create a beautiful landing page, a website, or an online store, whatever your heart desires. You can find it and build it at squarespace.com and after you're done, you can enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's right. You can build yourself an entire website, play around with their free trial, and then be like, you were right past me. I do want this website. <laughs> I want to own it, and I'm going to buy it with offer code ROCKET, and I will get 10% off my purchase at squarespace.com. You've heard me say it many times. Squarespace has easy-to-use tools and templates. They can help you capture the details of what you want your website to look like. I had a lot of fun browsing the different templates when I was setting up my Squarespace website. Um, I eventually settled on a very a nice, simple one. The, their templates, actually, they're really cool. So you can, like, get... The, they have like these full layouts, you know, made for mock websites. And so you can kind of like adjust those modules as you want. Like I, my homepage had like a ton of different sections and I ended up, I kept them so just I could have the, the visual of like what it could look like if I were a super awesome person who had a lot of things on my website. And then I pared it down to the two things that I needed on my website. But it was really nice to like have the vis- visualization there in those templates. So I could be like, okay, this is possible to build it is out there. It is beautiful. Um, so yeah, Squarespace, very fun to use. It was a lot of fun to play around with those tools and build different pages and test them out in all the different sizes, see how they looked. And I also, it was very easy uh, to use their help system to figure out how to get my website like bumped up in SEO on Google. I had, they have like a perfectly step-by-step tutorial for like using um remind me what it's called again for because i've forgotten again the google uh like where you log in and you have the robots crawl your site 
Oh, Google Webmaster Google Tools. Google Webmaster Tools. So Squarespace taught me how to use those things. I never remember what they're called. It's so annoying, but I don't need to remember because it's right there on Squarespace. It's like, do you want do you want to improve this thing? You can do it by reading our step-by-step tutorial on how to get your website like crawled by the robots of Google Webmaster Tools. And now it shows up in Google search, which is great. That's what you want your website to do. Show up at the top of the Google system so that the people can find you. You want the people to find you, don't you? So Squarespace, whatever kind of website you're looking to build, you can build it there. They have a lot of different examples of things like wedding portfolios, like uh, single page cover pages, you know, to show off you and the work that you do. Super simple and very lovely and mature. They have 24-7 support with live chat and email if you get stuck along the way. And rock-solid, fast hosting, pretty much everything that you want. They take all the the, the worries and pain points out of the website building process and just let you dive into this beautiful world of imagining the most beautiful website that you could possibly make. And if you don't want to like use those tools and drag and drop things around like I did, you can use your coding knowledge if you have it to get a little deeper in there, dig around and customize things a little more. That's awesome. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can start a trial with no credit card required uh, and build your website. Like I said, build the whole darn thing and then get attached to it as if you had given birth to your own child and then say, (laughs) yes, Squarespace, I will sign up with you. Use that offer code ROCKET to get 10% off your first purchase. You show your support for ROCKET. You show your support for Relay FM. show your support for Squarespace. And you get to keep your child as for, you know, for as long as, as long as you pay for it, which is also just like real life. Squarespace. Give birth to a website today. Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace, for supporting ROCKET. <laughs> the PlayStation oh. VR exists in review form. <laughs> That's right. No, I'm professional. I'm straight face. It's okay, not amusing at it. all. It's yeah. actually very, okay. very serious. So yeah, Sony sent out uh, review units of the PlayStation VR, which are basically what it, they are exactly what will be on store shelves uh, when it comes out. I personally have had a chance to play around with it a little bit. Um, we did a video review of it for Polygon, so we got to go in and like be guinea pigs and get filmed being scared by the PlayStation VR. Um, because our, our my producer is a very cruel woman who likes to make us be afraid of things. Uh, but anyway, yes. So I have had a chance to play around with it a little bit. Uh, Christina, you have not played with it? I have but not. But you have had first hand contact with people who reviewed it. Brianna, have you had a chance to play with it? I've not. That's why I want to hear all from oh you. Oh my gosh. Same. I wish I do wish I had gotten a chance to play with it a little more, but at, I've read the reviews several reviews that are floating around it now and I, I pretty much agree with bits and bobs of all of them. Uh first up and foremost, oh my god, it is the most comfortable headset. Like that that's what Ben Kuchera said, Kotaku uh, the Kotaku review, which was, um, they're not huge fans of it. They think it has a lot of room for improvement, which I pretty much agree with. But they also admit that it is the most comfortable VR headset because it is true. Like, it's all hard plastic. And then inside, instead of, like, the disgusting foam that soaks up all of the sweat that you've ever created in your life, it is, like, a, another softer plastic. So it's very easy to wipe it down instead of, you know, getting your eye sweat all over it. Um, and the way... I did not know this until I read Ben's review. It is apparently heavier than the Vive and the Rift, 
but it does not feel that way. Like when I put it on my head, my immediate reaction was, oh my God, it's so much lighter than the Vive and the Rift. Um, But it's because the way that it's weighted puts the weight in the headband that wraps around your head rather than having it rest against your face. Uh, So you put it on band first and then you tighten the goggles to your face rather than like settling the goggles on your face and resting them there and then tightening the headband in the back. It's it makes such a huge difference. So like this feels more than any other VR headset that I've put on like it is a consumer product for anyone to buy. That being said, the setup process is horrendous. It's just as hard as any other VR system you've ever set up in your life. Um, And because it uses the PlayStation camera and the move controllers, that's pretty much where the the pain points are in the process of using PlayStation VR. Uh, We had problems with the camera losing tracking occasionally and the move controllers are move controllers. They haven't really updated those at all. So in that way, I, I found it to be not as satisfying as the Vive. That being said, um, as far as VR goes, even though the graphics, like they aren't as powerful as what you get on a, a hugely power on a gaming PC, obviously like with the Vive or the Rift, but I did not have any problem with lag. Personally, I didn't have any problem with um, latency feeling sick. Uh, Kotaku did report and our uh, Ben Kuchera also reported like sometimes it losing uh, tracking on the move controllers and you know you see your virtual hand fly off or it like starts shaking a lot I didn't personally experience that but I think that that is probably typical just because that the, the, the camera and the move controls aren't quite as up to the they aren't as um, aren't as good as the vibes at this point but um, as far as VR goes, I I feel like we're not going to have the, the problem that we wondered about, which was like people picking it up and then being like, VR is garbage and it makes me vomit all over my living room. Like that was not the experience that I had with it. And um, I'm, I'm optimistic that people who are <laughs> people who buy expensive Christmas gifts for their children while knowing nothing about VR will not have a bad experience either. Like I'm, I'm relatively confident that, that it will be a good all around experience for everyone. And I quite enjoyed it. Huh? You know, one of the things that really struck me, uh, Simone is how all over the map, the reviews were, they really have been wildly inconsistent. Uh, Yes. I think it honestly comes down to what you prioritize because when I'm looking at, uh, say the verges review versus Kotaku's review, um, and our own experience, like they all mention the same things. I think it's about what you, if you really prioritize like not having your hands fly off or shake all the time, then that, yeah, that is, uh, that is going to bother you. But if it doesn't bother you, then it doesn't bother you, you know? Right. Well, well to I mean, me, it's funny. Even, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say like, even like the Kotaku review was at odds with the Gizmodo review. Like I, I, I was just commenting like it, it does. This is one of the weirdest products I've seen just looking at the reviews because they are all over the map. Sorry, go on, Bray. 
No, no, no. I was going to say, to me, there's really just one factor that, you know, determines if this sucks or not. It's not graphics. That doesn't really matter. That can be scaled up or down. Um, It's latency. Yeah. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's this problem you're talking about, Simone, is not unknown to me. Uh, We experimented with mocap at our studio. And one of the ways we did it is we got a bunch of, um, there's a hack for it. And we built a mocap studio made with uh, PlayStation cameras and move controllers. The exact same thing you have here um, and we would put it on bones of the body and the drifting problem was a complete problem with that and the first thing I thought when I read that they were going to use literally the precise exact same technology is how are they going to solve the drifting problem so you know, um, to me, it just it doesn't surprise me that it's having that same problem. And mm-hmm. it really didn't have any latency because I am hearing from other friends that didn't do reviews but that have messed with this hardware that the latency issue is real. So the, the two games that I played in it were um, I did the underwater like the going down in a shark cage thing and seeing the jellyfish, which did not have a lot of movement. So it was very chill, but I also Mm -hmm. played drive club in it. And I was very surprised that that did not make me sick because my initial reaction was, Oh my God, I'm going to be driving in a car while staying completely still. This is going to kill me. Uh, I did, I did not get nauseous at all in in drive club, which again, I, I, I'm as shocked as you are. Um, but yeah, so I, I I wish that I had spent more time with it. But for me, that that was a very cool moment was being able to literally play a first person car racing game and oh, standing yeah. up. I played it standing up. I was not sitting down. I stood up and I played Drive Club and I felt fine. I think when I there was a moment I think when I crashed into a wall, I felt a little weird. But I think that had more to do with like the that uh, kind of physical versus mental disconnect than uh, latency. So, Hmm. yeah, I don't know. I I would like to spend more time with it. To me, the really big issue coming into this launch is really Oculus. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I know there have been stories about, you know, Palmer Lucky and, you know, some of the things he supports, and we can leave that alone for now. But talking in a wider sense, um, yeah, I think it's really inarguable that Oculus has blown its lead as the first to market mm-hmm. and has really botched this launch uh, to the point where I think it really threatens Oculus's place in the market. You know, Vive is undoubtedly a better experience. It's been a year. Oculus still doesn't have those touch controllers out, even though OC3 is going on right now. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think this is really interesting. Like, PlayStation brings this this product to market. You don't need a $1,200 PC to run it. It will work with a standard PlayStation. And is this technology like good enough to give them a foothold in VR? I, I'm really interested to see that because as much as I love Vive, I'm not hearing from my friends that have developed for it that they're making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly not hearing that with Oculus developers. So I, I'm really deeply concerned that if someone doesn't bring a product to market soon that makes consumers race out to plunk down that $500 to experience it, that you know, the venture capital is going to start drying up mm. for this and it's just going to be the 90s all over again. I don't think it's dire at this point, but I think it's getting there. So I don't know. Like, Do you have any thoughts about that? I, I, re- I don't think I 
have enough to to say that like it could be the game changer there. I really hope that it will be just because Sony is so established like they they can afford to, you know, pitch themselves behind this. Um but no, I don't think I yeah, I wish I wish I could say something more conclusive, but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of as up in the air as you are, hoping that it will that something will stick finally. But um yeah. What's your take, Christina? Yeah, no, I mean I think that it's just gonna I think that there's a lot of potential as as we're just kind of saying, but I don't know where if we're there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there yeah. are interesting experiences for it right now, but still nothing where I'm like the killer app is here. There are a lot of th- yeah. like I really want to try Res. Like people have talked about how transcendent an experience Res is. That's one of those games that uses the kind of the the lower graphic capabilities of the PlayStation totally. 4 to f- to its advantage and makes a really cool experience. But uh it's also so it's so niche it's still all so niche so yeah no i mean the the and it was again you know kind of the reviews for the games were kind of all over the mark too mm-hmm. um although i really do want to play the the arkham game the oh, batman yes game. yeah that looks really interesting i wish it could be batwoman or catwoman that would be <laughs> I mean, awesome totally, but, but even still, but, yeah. i mean i agree <laughs> but honestly like who does who wouldn't love to like look in a mirror and mm-hmm. like see that you're batman oh yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool i mean that's that what i do cool. every day when i on my, <laughs> my Batman cowl and I, I cry in front of the mirror. Um, what I'm really, I really want to play Kitchen. I except not at all. Uh, this has, this is neither here nor there. But like, I want to know what it's like to get stabbed in virtual reality. I feel like I would literally die in real yes. life. I yeah. feel like no, that is yes. like going to be the end of me. Uh, I, we saw the Matrix. We know how that yeah, goes. Yeah, we know. So, <laughs> no, I guess. I guess what I would say is, at the end of the day, the VR problem from developer standpoint is very straightforward. It is about number of consumers in a um, number of number of consumers that have this product. Mm-hmm. If you look at why Super Nintendo took off Genesis, you know, all of these products were about getting to a certain critical mass where there was enough of a, a player base or a user base to justify developers coming and making really great software for it. Take the Genesis. I've been studying a ton about their history late, lately. And, you know, before uh, Sonic the Hedgehog came out and the Genesis really exploded into people's houses, there were so few people that owned it that the games for it sucked. And you can look at the quality of games before and after. It's just night and day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to a certain extent, you can have technical people like me talking about you know nausea or you know head tracking or what's more comfortable ultimately you know consumers will deal with whatever it's whatever will get people to go buy this device Mm -hmm. so if i make a game for it it's profitable so someone needs to win and someone just needs to get a foothold and then you know everyone else can innovate yeah i think it's it's worth mentioning too like it is cheaper than other ones, especially when you factor in that you don't have to have a $1,200 gaming PC to use it, but it is still either $400 or $500 and probably $500 because the $500 bundle is the one that comes with the PlayStation camera and the move controls, which nobody has. (laughs) The Kotaku review actually makes a really good point that uh, it, it is really cool that PSVR uses those two things, the move controls and the camera, uh, because it, you know it is uniting all these disparate Sony products together, but those are not popular PlayStation no, accessories. <laughs> Nobody has them. Nobody likes uh, them. <laughs> but no. I mean, it, it's cool. It's I, I, I'm so I, the 
aesthetic. The aesthetic of uniting these things together makes me happy, but it all it doesn't necessarily contribute to the optimism that I hope that I hope to feel about all this right. this console or p- peripheral rather. Cool. <laughs> This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Blue Apron. Guess whose roommate started using Blue Apron this week? What? Me. Really? My roommate. Yeah. I have a picture and everything, although it was really late at night and we were all really tired, so I I didn't post it on social media. Or maybe I did. I don't actually remember. Well, let me tell you, Blue Apron is the way that you're going to make incredible home cooking accessible to you and your family, you will bond, you will grow as people, you will learn to cook. Um, for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron will deliver right to your door ingredients for seasonal recipes, fresh, high-quality ingredients so that you can make delicious home-cooked meals all by your lonesome. Simone, I don't know how to cook. You say, I've never cooked a meal in my life. I live off of takeout. You fool, I respond. I love you, and I want you to grow as a human being and an adult. Blue Apron provides beautiful photogenic recipe cards so that you can you can follow along step by step and cook yourself a meal even if you have never even seen food in your life you that one alien listener to rocket that just came to this planet shout out to you i know you've never used a stove before you'll be able to with blue apron it's time it's time to fit in on this planet cook yourself a meal for goodness sake Every meal, yeah. So, like I said, every meal comes with step by step ingredient or recipe cards. They're really beautiful. Actually, I have three of them in my kitchen right now. I'm looking at them, I stroked them. Uh, they're really quite lovely. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> that, wow. You know, you ever oh, say something and then you realize oh. two seconds later what you said and you're like, what? Oh. What? It's happening to me right now. Oh. But the bigger point here is. You can also customize your meals on Blue Apron's website. You know, when you make your your weekly order or whatever, you can be like, oh, I want this and this and this. If you're my roommate, you like roasted a catfish last night and it smelled incredible even though I don't like fish. I would customize my order to not include any fish-based foods because that is who I am as a person. I enjoy smelling her fish, but I would not eat fish myself um i would eat the delicious open-faced steak sandwich that she made tonight i didn't because you don't steal from your roommate and eat her food that's really rude of you but the point is i've been smelling blue apron cooking all night and it smells really good and it's driving me mad um so yeah blue apron (laughs) i can feel myself very hungry going off track here (laughs) but i hope that the emotion is coming through it's of a person who is desperate for blue apron and i hope that that's coming through to you when i so that when i tell you that you personally can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rocket you will say i too want to smell the foods that simone smelled but i want to put them in my mouth so I will go to blueapron.com slash rocket and sign up for three meals with free shipping. And I will eat them. And I will probably tweet photos of them at Simone and laugh in her face because she didn't get to eat that open face sandwich. I probably still could. I could probably still get it. Oh, my God. Go to blueapron.com slash rocket and find out if you can get that open faced sandwich today. Thank you, Blue Apron, for supporting Rocket and Relay FM. So that was one of the weirder ad reads I've ever done. 
I fell into like a time warp in the middle of that, and I don't even know where I am. <laughs> oh my I'm a fan. god! Uh, uh, all right, so we got to talk about KK very, very. Let's, quickly. Oh my god! Let's we, lightning we this. Have so, to, we have yes. to. Freaking, yeah. uh, two two things happened this week. Uh, first of all, one one of the things that happened, which was really terrible, was that Kim Kardashian was held up by robbers in her own Paris hotel room. Which is freaking they ridiculous. Up like cops. They dressed up like cops. They dressed they up like cops. The they held room. up the security, got them to open the room, went into the room, locked her in the bathroom and stole $10 million worth of jewelry. And people on the internet had the audacity to say that, oh, this isn't news. Ha ha. Kim Kardashian. They should have shot her. Oh, my God. What is okay, wrong okay. with people? Okay, put down a timestamp, Simone, because there's just one word for these people. Uh oh. Ask. Yeah. Ask. That's just oh. a very generous word, Christina. I, I would I, use I, a I, much I, harder word. I, I, I would. I would yeah. like to, but, 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 just ask. Like, yep. come on, guys. You don't have to love Kim Kardashian to have human empathy that no one should be like robbed and held at gunpoint. Like, can you not had, like, like extrapolate? Like this is my worst nightmare. I don't understand how it is not everyone else's worst nightmares, especially, I mean, as a woman also, like there is an added fear that like worse things could happen to you if you are held up by robbers with guns alone. Like, her kids were fortunately not with her. Kanye was at a concert that night, which he cut short because, oh, he heard that his wife was being held at gunpoint and robbed. Yeah, I, just, no, good, good I, was, I was astonished by what I saw on Twitter. Like, um, I saw people, you know, hoping she was sexually assaulted. I saw, Jesus. you know, liberal white friends of mine that I would expect to be a little bit more enlightened feeling that Kim Kardashian had what was coming to her. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. Like Kim Kardashian gets paid. Yeah. You know, she is you can blast her, but she is out there getting paid and doing very well for herself. And she's kind of made femininity a product. And her job is to be Kim Kardashian. Now look, I'm a software engineer. I sometimes roll my eyes a little bit at Kim Kardashian and, and things about her that are not things that I am personally interested in. But I mean, like, don't kid yourself. Like this extreme cultural distaste for her is based at a certain point in sexism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's just ridiculous. And I just, I am so disappointed to see the way people I respect responded to this. Yeah. I would not want the job of being Kim Kardashian, but Kim Kardashian is the best Kim Kardashian that she can be. Everything that she does is to further her being Kim Kardashian, and she's very good at it. Totally. She Look, is she my least favorite Kardashian? Mm, Probably. But. (laughs) <laughs> I, I go back and but I mean I, I uh, Courtney and Chloe are, are are frequently back and forth my favorite but like but you don't have empathy this shouldn't happen to anyone even if you don't like the person why are you having Schadenfreude over someone being robbed and held at gunpoint like that's just terrible yeah. it's terrible We're, we should be better than that as a society frankly mm-hmm. I agree I agree and kind of tying into this and we'll we'll keep it quick but um. The, another thing that happened this week was that the famously anonymous Italian author Elena Ferrante, uh, uh, an organization 
actually like found her true identity and published it. So there's this really great uh, article in New York Magazine about these two women on opposite ends of the publicity spectrum, Kim Kardashian being very public. Like her job is to be Kim Kardashian in public. Elena Ferrante writing novels and desperately wanting privacy, you know, not wanting to be known as the person who wrote the Neapolitan um, novels. And it's this great article about just these two extremes and how we can't let women exist at these two extremes. Like, we have to be vitriolic and horrible to Kim Kardashian because she's so public. She deserves, like, being held at gunpoint in her hotel room. We are thrilled that, you know, we we have to dig into the mystery of Elena Ferrante because she can't have, she can't have a secret identity. We have to, like, pull her out into the light so we can, like, find out, oh, is she really the woman who wrote these novels? What if it was, like, secretly someone else instead? Like, what are the experiences that made her write these novels like we can't just let that be we have to know these things so it it is a a really great look at you know women on opposite ends of the the privacy spectrum and how we treat them as a culture and i found it to be a very good read that got me all very smart it's a great read having said that i do understand the journalistic like intrigue into why you would want to find out the identity of such a successful author Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's sad that it comes to that, uh, but I, I, I understand like why that's a legitimate news story. Mm-hmm. I that would be the, the only counterpoint I would say on that. Ju- yeah, journalistically, I, I would not write that story. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I would write it, but I completely yeah, I understand, understand the journalistic curiosity. I think what I what I don't understand is the stance of. Well, she published books, therefore she has to be a public figure, which I, I think is separate from journalistic curiosity. I think that's a different oh, thing. I agree. But yeah, the like, I agree. if you if you wanted to be a private person, why did you publish books? People don't write books so that people will know their names and know who they are. Like that's one of the least public art creation like methods you could possibly choose is the one where you sit alone and then your book is sold online. Like, (laughs) there is nothing about that that screams, I need to be a public figure, Um, unless you're writing, like, autobiographical stuff. But, like, she she spoke extensively about, like, why she chose to be anonymous and chose that pen name, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Two different things. Interesting read. It will be in the show notes. And I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Brianna, what are you doing this week? So I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, last week, I splurged. I splurged. And I found a really gorgeous dress. It was $450. But I loved it so much, I got it anyway. And I got a call today. And I can't tell you what it was for. But they needed someone for television thing. Very last minute. And I was completely prepared. So I was downtown in Boston, like, shooting that. And... I don't know. Like, it's like most of the days I'm like out there and like engineer like Star Wars t-shirt or whatever. But like I'm over at Starbucks and like dudes are talking to me and asking (laughs) to buy me coffee. I'm like, I'm glad I bought this dress. I'm very glad I got this dress. So I don't know. I've had a great day today. Feeling good. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm happy. That is wonderful. Christina, what are you up to? Um, well, I've got some uh, some events that I've got to go to, uh, things I've got to write, and uh, first and foremost, I gotta feel better, guys. That's yeah, that's really yeah, my first priority. <laughs> we want you to survive. 
Yeah. We want this for you desperately. <laughs> That's important to the show. <laughs> uh, gosh, I'm doing New York City Comic Con this week. I have oh, friends God. who just landed in New York City coming from Washington who I haven't seen since I moved. So I'm super excited to oh. see them. They're on the way here right now. Um, and yeah, Comic-Con. So I will be live streaming on Polygon's Facebook page. I think I'll probably, our first stream is supposed to start at 11 a.m. We're just doing like a tour of the show floor. We hope, we hope to have some sick Comic-Con bingo going on. Uh, but we're, we're still kind of planning that. So, uh, maybe you can play along with us if you watch, uh, Polygon's Facebook page and check out some of our live streams. Um, if you run into the person that's doing the new Jessica Jones comic book, can you like buy them and everyone they know dinner because it is so good? It is so amazing. I sure it's can. Exactly I'll send like you the, the bill show. immediately. Yeah, do that. <laughs> I, I would just salute them and be like, "Fine work. You're you're doing a service for the human race." Awesome. Uh, where can we find you online? Space Cat Gal. Sick, sick like Christina Warren. Where can we find you online, Sicky? <laughs> You can find me at film underscore girl uh, on uh, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Snapchats. All right. And you can find me on the Twitters at Doom Quasar, also on the Instagrams if you care to do so. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you liked it, uh, drop some stars in that iTunes bucket because we love (laughs) you. And we'll be back with you next week. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.